Hello, and thank you for listening. This is season one, episode five of the Depression Diaries. You are listening uh, to an interview that I did with my friend Lindsay, who graciously agreed uh, to come on and talk to us all about her mental health journey. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back after this. All right, so uh, this is season one, episode five of the Depression Diaries, and um, I'm here with uh, my friend Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Okay, so yes, my name is Lindsay. Um, to give you the most accurate representation of where I'm at in life, I am 27 years old. I am a military spouse. And I am a stay-at-home mom to a four-year-old, almost five, and a three-year-old. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah so how, how do you stay sane? <laughs> I don't. I don't. That is just admitting that I am not sane was the best part. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, so during the... Usually during the summers... Um, um, I'm our, I'm our stay at home parent during the summer with, with our, with my daughter. And, uh, I know it's, it's pretty, it's pretty challenging just for a summer. I can't imagine like, you know, full time all the time. Um, very stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, Lindsay, I just want to get right into it. So tell me, you know, tell me about kind of how, you know, you started with your mental health journey, um, you know, kind of when you first started noticing um, uh, your depression and anxiety. Okay. I would definitely say it was 2015. Um, I had just had a baby. Um, I w- Literally, he was four months old. And I packed up my entire life, everything that I had known for 20 years, and I moved overseas. And I lost everything, essentially. I didn't have a support system anymore. Um, my family made it very, uh, known that they felt I was being selfish by actually going with my husband on this tour. And I mean, my, my best friend, she actually left the day after I did to go to basic training for the army. So I lost that connection. Um, we ended up living in a hotel for two months there because they didn't have any housing for us. Then we move, we finally get into our house and then my husband leaves for like a month Mm. and definitely going from, I mean, I, I lived in the same town that I grew up in. I mean, I had my family five minutes down the road and I lost all of that. I mean, they were still there and they loved me, but they definitely made it known that they were not happy that I was gone. And in a way they punished me for leaving. That's tough. Yeah. So through all of that, um, I would get super down and really upset. And the more I said, I was like, this isn't me. Like I could tell it wasn't me, but I didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so when you started it, so when you started experiencing that, um, you know, what did you, what did you do? How did you, how did you handle it? Well, I, I drank a lot of wine. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Germany is all about drink. Like they drink beer for breakfast. So it wasn't <laughs> frowned upon what I was doing. Sure. But, um, 
It was definitely, you know, I self-medicated a lot. I was scared to tell my husband because he was going through the same experiences I was. He was leaving his family, you know. For sure. Yeah. He was he was meeting new people. He was in charge of new, you know, new young soldiers who he had to take care of them, too. Absolutely. Like when when you're in a leadership position, especially overseas with all these really young families and young guys, you have you have to check on them. You have to worry about them. And then when especially the time we were there, 2015, 2016, um, <clears throat> The, there were several terror attacks and every time one of those happened, you know, he was called in the middle of the night. We had to find every single one of his guys, you know, make sure they were okay, check on them, you know, make sure they weren't there. And it just, he was going through so much. So I just, I kept it all in for a very, very, very long time. And I remember it was probably about a year after we had been there. And I told him, I was like, I think I need to be on medication. I was like, I'm struggling. You know, I thought I could get over this, but like, it's not helping. And I was, that's, that's the badness of it. Like you're really down about yourself. Um, but then your anxiety is like, oh no, 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 don't tell them. Because if they find out, like, they're going to think you're nuts. Yeah. Like you can't tell anyone because, you know, you've got, it's like the, the devil and the angel on your shoulder of depression and anxiety. Yeah. And shame. You know, you're like, it's just scary. Yeah. The, I think the, I think I had a good friend, uh, reach out to me, um, reach out to me the other day. And he said, you know, the biggest killer in all of this is shame. Um, said, if you, if you get over the shame, if you get over the shame portion of this and get the help you need, then that's half the battle. Right. Oh yeah. And, definitely. and, um, and I thought that was, and I thought that was really good. Uh, but it, I think that's, you know, working up the courage to working up the courage to say, Hey, you know, this is me. Um, this is where I'm at right now. I, I think that, I think that that was, I think that was really awesome. I know it, you know, it took you a, I know it took you a little while and I'm sure that that was, uh, sure that, you know, in between that time, I'm sure that was hellacious. So I, um, you know, so you guys were, so you guys were over in Germany for how long? Uh, 26 months total. Oh I, I counted down because yeah. I was so ready to come home. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you were. And so, um, you mentioned, you mentioned your family, um, and how they kind of felt like that they were kind of punishing you for, um, for moving with your, for moving with your husband. Um, you know, is your, does your family know, uh, does your family know about, uh, your struggles with, uh, anxiety or depression? They do. I, I, it, you know, and I hate saying this, yeah. but, um, you know, when I was going through this, I mean, even just a few years ago, talking about depression was frowned upon. It was a taboo. You know, you whispered like, Oh, so-and-so is in therapy. That's, Oh my gosh, how yeah. embarrassing. Oh. And I mean, Seriously, I mean, it's just been in 2019. Sure. I, I have been extremely open about my struggles. My sister, we talk every single day and I like, she'll check on me. She's like, you know, what's going on? How, especially when John was gone Yeah. every day, like, and if she knew I was having a bad day, I mean, she'll call me six or seven times a day and she'll be like, all right, you know, where are you at? How are you feeling? What have you done today for you? 
And oh, that's amazing. I hate, I hate being like super cliche, but you know, people from church have stepped up and I literally didn't go to church for years yeah. after I got out of high school. I hated it. I resented it. I refused to go back. Yeah. I only became a regular attendee when John left yeah. to go to Japan this past deployment and it has changed my life. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you know, having, having some sense of community uh, anywhere when you're going through uh, something like this, um, you know, that's, that's huge. It's a game changer. Um, You know, I don't, I don't think, you know, none of us are an Island. We're not meant to go through this life alone. And, um, you know, so having that is just incredibly important. And, you know, when you, when you go through seasons where you don't have that, that's, I know for me, that's when, things are considerably worse. Um, Oh, definitely. Yeah. So um, as far as, as far as now, do you, uh, I know you, I know you said, you know, you have church and you have your sister uh, that, you know, that she reaches out to you um, a lot now. Uh, Do you, do you actually, uh, do you see a therapist now or do you? I don't. Okay. Um, So with the military, which I'm going to preface this by saying there is nothing wrong with this. Yeah. This is actually a great program. Yeah. And there are great things. But when you have certain illnesses, Mm -hmm. as a military spouse, you register in a program that um, lets them know that you have these problems. Okay. And I had such a fear of having to register in this that I, I was terrified to get the professional help that I needed because say like if my husband got orders to be stationed somewhere and they were like, Oh, she's EFMP and we don't have enough therapists there to service her. Her husband has to go there alone. She, her and her kids can't go. Oh, wow. That was honest to God, my biggest fear of my life, because I mean, if your child was in speech therapy, you couldn't get to where we were stationed in Germany because there weren't any speech pathologists hired there. Oh, wow. And that seems so minor. Yeah. But now your husband or, you know, whatever, the soldier, the spouse is going by themselves for three years to a foreign country. Sure. And you're stuck in limbo wherever you are. And it's terrifying. That the is. Thought of, even to this day, it terrifies me. I have done several physical things to... I am I am a completely different person than I was in 2015. Yeah. Um, uh, I I definitely am I'm back I'm back at the top of the hill for now. Um, I, it fluctuates, but I'm in a really good place. Uh, so I'm not saying don't get professional help because of that, but that was my reasoning for never getting it. Sure. Well, and and I'm just going to be honest. That seems. It seems um, it seems kind of punitive, um, you know. I you know you can see from the outside looking in why a lot of people would not want to sign up for the the help that they that they would like to get. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they were looking down the barrel of not being able to, you know, travel with their spouse, you know. So I, I can I can imagine that you know, that probably precludes a, a lot of people signing up for that. Um, it does. And, but it's such, it's a fantastic program because they are making sure you are cared for because, you know, there's some units in the military that 
like, yeah, you know, when we were in Germany, I was so desperate for my husband not to deploy again. I went to my doctor when I was pregnant with Daisy and I was like, please induce me. Yeah. I was like, he's leaving Sunday. If I don't, if I don't go into labor by Sunday, oh, and wow. she was like, okay, well, she was like, that's great. I'll induce you. That's fine. Um, I ended up going into labor naturally, but that's, that is like how scary it was. Wow. Now because there's... they, they care about you to a, to an extent, but then they're like, well, we don't have enough soldiers here and he needs to deploy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's just a double edged sword there. Yeah. They care about you, but then they also care about their mission just as much. Sure. Yeah. That is, that, that is the military in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a friend that is overseas now. <laughs> and my dog is uh, barking at something out there. Sorry about that. Uh, she's uh she's vicious she's like all of all of 18 pounds but she's gonna she's gonna defend the home you know but yeah squirrel out there it was a threat man um <laughs> but uh anyway yeah I've, I've got a friend that's overseas now and uh he has been you know talking about uh, he's been talking about kind of, you know, how all of this is uh, making him feel. And every time something happens uh, over there, you know, between every time something happens over there between, you know, Saudi Arabia and Iran or something like that, um, you know, everyone there that's stationed with him gets, you know, pretty, they get pretty uh, anxious because they, they don't know if they're going to get extended or what's going to happen. And most of these guys are supposed to go home in like a month, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you've been there a million times that, you know, um, everything just seems kind of up in the air and, uh, he, you know, he was, and he was, you know, looking forward to being home and he's still not sure, you know, if that's going to happen or not. Um, he's actually supposed to be out of the military soon. So, um, but anyway, um, so as far as, as far as, you know, what does your routine look like? Um, what does your routine look like on a daily basis now as compared to, uh, 2015? So, okay. So 2015, I would, get out of bed and sit with my son in the house and I would rarely talk to people. I would, the most I would get out is I would walk my dog. Yeah. Because this is what's so stressful. We actually lived in a German village. We expected to live on the military base and we got housing in the German village. So we had American neighbors, but we also had German neighbors and I'm, I am literally the most awkward person in the world. So they would like walk past me speaking German and I'm just like, uh, uh. <laughs> and I, I knew what to say. I knew how to respond. And then I would, I would freeze and it would stress me out so much. I wouldn't even go to the grocery store oh, no. because people would approach us because, and they would try to talk to us. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would be like, oh, it's okay. I speak English. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Oh, great. <laughs> That's what was great. The majority of them spoke English. Um, they, they know several languages there and it's amazing. Yes. Um, but my anxiety, it would just, I, I would stay indoors. Yeah. And 
not just that the weather there the sun the sun likes to hide quite often um so i mean i did not i need the sunshine to be happy for sure yes. i need that vitamin d yeah so i would i would just sit at home a lot and john was gone all the time um we did the math he was gone 20 of the 26 months we lived there wow so and i mean i i gave birth to daisy in a german hospital and we went home that night and she, he, he left, I think maybe what, I didn't even know if it was two weeks later, he, he had to go away for a weekend. And I was like, I have a brand new baby and a one-year-old and you know, it was a lot, but, um, compared to now, now I get up at 4 30 AM every day and go to the gym. Oh boy. Our garage is a gym. Yes. Oh my gosh. Look, teenager me would hate me but i'm officially (laughs) that person i get up at 4 30 a.m every single day if not earlier and i work out and i have my me time and i listen to my crazy music awesome and i i physically now that i'm taking care of myself like i i wouldn't say i diet but i watch what i eat i meal prep i i've completely changed my life just within the last you know year now that's awesome Um, I, think... I, mean, I do that, you know, my kids and I, we play together in the mornings, um, like Monday, Wednesday and Friday, they're in school. So if uh, John and I have anything to do, especially with him being on leave right now, um, we do that. And then, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a super, it's super chill right now. If we have something to do, we go do it. I, I mean, I keep the house together. Sure. Um, yeah. I, but, I have but to yeah, say, really, it's, it's, yeah. Taking care of my body has changed my mental health tremendously. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, sometimes like, you know, different things always, I think different things work for different people, you know, because we're all, because yeah, we're all different. And like, I think that that whole like finding, finding those healthy, finding those healthy coping mechanisms, which the, those, those sound like uh, <laughs> probably the healthiest uh, coping mechanisms yeah. I can think of. So <laughs> I know that. I know. I'm not sitting and drinking wine every single night. Yeah. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. I yeah. brought home over 100 bottles of German wine when we moved back. Oh, I nice. Love it. It's delicious. Wunderbar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, we uh we we like we like the wine in our household too. Uh we <laughs> you uh we except uh, we usually go for that. Uh, we usually go for the Aldi uh, three dollar wine uh, because you know when you're when you're going through it, you know when you're going through it at a pretty good clip, you can't drink. Uh, you can't be drinking the the expensive stuff. So yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's what's great. All the wine in Germany is three dollar, like Aldi wine. Nice. Like all the wine is cheap there, and it's amazing. Yeah, that is great. That is great. Yeah, it's uh. But if you ever want to check it out, it's called Winking Owl. It's like uh, Winking Owl. It's fantastic. I do, I'm gonna have to get. Some I do. Out. I do recommend it. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> wife. My, so my wife didn't used to be. She she used to only drink like the the sweetest of white wines. And I told her I was like, you know, as life gets harder, you'll you'll be drink you'll be there with me. You'll be drinking the deep dark reds. Sounds terrible, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was like. But it, was, it ended up being true, and now like all we drink is just you know it's just red wines for the most part. But um, but anyway, we found we found Winky now. It's been it's uh, it's good stuff. But anyway, yeah. I, I, now that I've officially now that I've officially just uh, told everybody that you know that we're alcoholics in my household, we are not. We have like you know we have we have we have like maybe 
maybe a glass every other night or so, you know, it's, it's not yeah. that it's not that I'm not going to defend myself anymore. I'm going to stop that. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, but yeah, you're, you're, it seems like, uh, it seems like you found a pretty good routine there. Um, so that's, that's awesome. I, um, I unfortunately, uh, do not have, uh, that, that kind of, uh, routine that the, I, I used to be, I used to be really into, uh, the whole, the whole fitness thing. I, I do, I do a much better job than I ever did of, uh, of eating. Right. I, I usually have like for breakfast, I'll have like Greek yogurt and I have like uh, plain Greek yogurt with some like walnuts and blueberries on it. And so that's that's pretty much it. And then I'll eat like, you know, either spinach or kale for, for lunch and dinner. So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I don't usually do, I don't not, uh, I'm not really able to do much of the, uh, much of the gym stuff anymore but uh when i when i can i try to i try to run and whatnot i before um Ugh. yeah <laughs> yeah before my I, husband enjoys running and i'm like you are nuts yeah <laughs> yeah no it's yeah i get that i get that all the time i was uh before um before everything started with uh before my chest pain started up a few years back i um i was I was, I was uh, marathon training and I was in the middle of like a, I was in the middle of like a 14 or 15 mile run or something like that when I started having the chest pain. So I thought, I thought I was having a heart attack and oh. uh, yeah, I mean, I was, because uh, I, I, I hadn't had any of that since I was like, since I was like nine years old, you know, when like I was in. I just, I think I had just come to Vandalia when I, when I got the uh, bar removed from my chest. So like, I, I don't think even many of, uh, I don't even think many of you guys even, even knew about that. Cause I think I got it removed like right before uh, fourth grade started. But um, anyway, yeah, I hadn't had any, uh, I hadn't had anything, you know, with that in over in well over 10 years. So um, I didn't even. I didn't even contemplate that as a possibility. I just thought I was like having a stroke or a heart attack. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So I just have to, I just have to be really careful and like manage my, manage my physical activity because if I way overdo it, then I'm like out of commission for days on end. And if I'm, you know, if I'm too sedentary, then, you know, then that's a whole other host of issues. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I really do appreciate you uh, coming on and coming on and talking about um, coming on and uh, talking and being open and honest about, you know, what's been going on with you. And I, uh, I know that that is I know that that's hard, um, but it, it sounds like it sounds like in the last year you've got more comfortable uh, talking to people about it. So since your sister knows uh, the your does the does like your, your mom and everybody else uh, know about that as well or i mean it's it's probably not something i like have overly shared with them i mean you can look at my social media and i am i'm very open with struggles that i have especially sure. being a stay at home mom it's hard to find any purpose in life cuz yeah. you you just sit there and mom yeah 
And like, especially when John would leave and Jeremy, like people wouldn't even say my name yeah. for like a month because I'm called mom every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, I would say they've, they've probably heard about it. Um, we don't have, we're not as close as we were before I moved to Germany. Sure. So it's definitely not something that I've just been like, oh, hey, because I mean, it's not, we don't talk every day. Yeah. We, we talk every now and then. Yeah. We're like, um, and it, I mean, it's definitely stemmed. There's, you know, there's, I mean, it wasn't just my parents, it was other people in my life. Sure. Friends. In, in and my family. Like that, yeah. Really, they made it known that they, they felt like I was tearing our family apart. And that I was being very selfish by going to Germany. And then they just abandoned me. Yeah. My biggest time of need. Oh, and man. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. And then looking back, I say this now, as this is what I was thinking then, like, I felt like I had no one. Yeah. And then I look back, and I met so many amazing women there. And they were all wonderful and great. And had I looked at them and I said, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this, they would have helped me. Like, sure. no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's not something I've like openly spoken about with my parents, but I mean, if they look on my social media, they're going to, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause you can tell if I get into a rut, I do something crazy to my hair or I get a new tattoo. Like I do something to feel like myself again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it sounds crazy, but like after I had had pink hair for like six months. (laughs) That's awesome. And I mean, when John was deployed this, you know, throughout Japan, I actually was in like the best mental state. And then I got my tattoo sleeve done. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey, but that's really cool though. You know, like uh, you're, you're doing stuff for you, you know, you're yeah. doing stuff for you and like, and whatever that entails is, I think is a, is a good thing as long as it's, you know, like healthy and not self-destructive, you know? So that was my biggest thing. And I, I hate it because actually somebody we went to high school with, texted he like messaged me on instagram one day yeah and it was it was like a year or two ago and he was like i always admired you in high school you were you were so sure of yourself you knew what you wanted and you went after it and i was just like i can't even tell this guy like i am a shell of that person <laughs> and i was like i've got to get better because apparently people think i have my life together oh boy and I don't. yeah that is that is a whole other that is that is a whole other <laughs> issue right there so, yeah, which, uh, you know, I'll say like, um, you know, I think you did seem I think you did. I think you seemed pretty self-assured when, um, you know, when we were in high school, I always oh, I think I always got that impression. Um, but, you know, part of that is like ignorance is bliss, right? Like when you are oh, a, yeah. like when you're because I was I was a pretty confident person moving on, like going from like as soon as I hit like my freshman or sophomore year in high school, I was I was uh, I was. It's pretty confident, bordering on arrogant, I would say, and uh, <laughs> some some would be less kind. Uh, but um, so you know, and I and I think um, it didn't really. Oh, I, I don't think that left me until I don't think uh, that's really truly started to leave me until like I was like just about done with university, you know, like I still mm-hmm. like I still kind of carried that with me, but. Um, you know, kind of just actually having to struggle, you know, actually having to struggle and be out on your own and stuff like that. Those things are, you know, those are your best teachers. So, um, yeah, definitely. High know. school and even college were, you know, that was a breeze. Yeah, and then, absolutely. 
absolutely. Now and then, like the real world, you get hit, and you're just like, yeah. "Oh shoot!" I, remember, like, I thought I thought the senior year was hard, and then it's like, "Nope, nope no." So, I wish I could go. I tell my husband all the time, "I'm like, I miss being 17 <laughs> um, when I had literally no responsibilities and thought I was stressed out." Yes, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. where I want to be back in yeah. life. Oh man! So, um, I remember, I remember being. Like uh, you, you and I, and maybe like a couple other people were like uh, the only ones that actually like worked during high school. And um, I remember, I remember one time we were in, I want to say, I want to say it was some kind of science class because we were in the, uh, we were in that room. But I remember uh, having, I remember having a conversation about that, about how like all stressed and tired you know, we were, but, uh, and then I look, you know, now that I think about that, it's like, you know, that's, Joke's on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. Um, because, you know, no matter how tired you are, no matter how, uh, no matter how you feel, um, you know, when you're a teenager, it's nothing on having kids and <laughs> it's nothing on having oh gosh, kids and managing that. It's like, you know, even, even when we got my daughter on an established bedtime, um, even when we got her on that, like you'd still just wake up in the morning, just like dead tired because you know, you're dealing with a, you're dealing with a little human. But only she uh, eats and eats, poops and sleeps, you know, that's all. And uh, yeah, it requires like, like constant care. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, I think that, um, you, we were talking about, you know, you were talking about earlier, you said, uh, that you felt like, you know, you didn't uh, have anybody. Um, I was going to say, I think that, you know, that's what I think that anybody struggling with uh, depression or anxiety, that is, you know, that is pretty much always how we feel, uh, when we're like really going through it or when we're really experiencing our lows. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times what that is, is that, um, sometimes, uh, sometimes our depression lies to us, right? And tells us that oh, we yeah. don't have, you know, sometimes it tells us that things are a lot worse than they actually are. And, um, sometimes, you know, it, cause I can, I can definitely, I can definitely think of people, um, that, you know, looking at it now that if I would have reached out and I would have said, Hey, this is what I'm going through. You know, they probably, they, they probably would have, uh, they probably would have helped. They probably, you know, would have been there for me. Right. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. But I remember like being scared to tell my husband that I, I thought I had a problem. Yeah. And then I told him and he was just like, okay, well, let me know when I need to take off work and watch the kids so you can go to the doctor. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, really? that was, are you like, uh, that was super simple. Like, yeah. That was sure? super easy. Was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. He was like, you, you need to do for you. Yeah. He's like, cause if you're not okay, then you're not going to be an okay mom. Yeah. And then, you know, it's going to affect everything. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's what I feel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man. That's, that's awesome though. That is, it's like, you know, having and having a supportive spouse is really important as well. Because Victoria has been like uh, amazing through all of this. Um, you know, she she is uh, every every time every time that I every time that I want to open up and talk about it, which you know it took me a long time, even with her. I think she knew, you know, like I, I think 
think she knew to a certain degree, but she didn't want to, she didn't want to, she didn't want to, uh, talk about it with me until I was comfortable, you know? And yeah, I, yeah, I, I would think John is, John could tell that I was not who I used to be. Sure. I think he was definitely like, I'm going to give her space until she is comfortable enough to come with me. Cause that's, that's honestly the best. That is the best feeling in the world. I can call my sister and I can be like, I hate my life today. I just like, can I send my kids to your house yeah. for a month? <laughs> She'll be like, seriously? Yeah, we'll meet you halfway. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Yeah. And it's so nice because like we can send memes to each other and like not and not say joke about depression, but we can like. Be oh, like, no, but hey, that's this is where I'm out of my depression. Yeah. Scale. <laughs> Joking about our depression she's... is one of our better coping mechanisms, you know? Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely, definitely, I definitely uh, resonate with that really hard. <laughs> but... so funny. We were talking about it one day and I was like, man, I am going through the depression today. So now anytime we talk and she's like, is it that the depression again? Yeah. Is, it, is it that the depression? Because I had completely <laughs> said it wrong. And, and I'm just like, yes. Oh boy. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yes. Like I, um, I think, uh, I think, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that got me, uh, one of the things that, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't, you know, one, well, one of the reasons why I was so scared uh, to talk about it with her, um, was because I felt, I felt guilty all the time about not being the person that she married. Right. Like, yes. I, like I, like I said, you know, always, uh, you know, I would, when it was just me, sometimes I said it out, sometimes I would say it out loud and that's how I knew I was going crazy. Like I'd be, you know, I'd be at home and just be like talking to myself kind of. And I'd be like, Hey, you know, I'd be like, I, I said it out loud once said, Daniel, you are not, you know, you are not the person that your wife married. You know, she didn't, she didn't sign up to be, you know, she didn't sign up to be with this person. She signed up to be you know, with <laughs> signed up to be yes. with uh, the old you. And that was what my, that was what my depression was telling me like constantly. So I just, you know, I completely froze up about talking to her about it because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what that would mean for our marriage. And obviously that was, uh, that was crazy uh, on my part because, you know, she has been, you know, she's been like really, really excellent about this. Um, but you know, you not knowing, not knowing for sure how somebody will react. And then, you know, your anxiety is telling you is making, is making that multiply times a thousand. So, you know. Yeah. Because it's like, you're sitting there and you're like, man, I am miserable. And yeah. it's like, they, they're going to make fun of you if they know you're miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you're right. So I shouldn't say anything. And then this whole time you're talking to yourself and you're like, yeah, there's something wrong with me. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that is, that is exactly it. That is exactly it. I, um, uh, there, there have been times where there have been times where, um, you know, like obviously, so, you know, my, my physical issues will, uh, preclude me a lot of times from, uh, from, you know, doing things uh, that we want to do. So it's like, you know, there'll be times when if we have to, if we're wanting to like go out with friends or something like that, we've got something planned. Uh, there will be times when, you know, things will get bad, you know, pain wise. And so I can't, um, but then there's also been, a, you know, kind of developed alongside that there'll be days when mentally I just can't, you know, I just, uh, and, 
and which is which is not great because for me i've always like i've always fed off of the energy of other people right so like like i need to be around i need to be around other people i've always been kind of extra you know extroverted yeah 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 you know like if i'm not if i'm I need somebody to talk to somebody to you know be around so like when my when my depression is telling me no you need to stay away um it's like you know it's a it's a double whammy um but you know that so that kind of developed alongside of that um so there will be there would be times when you know i would isolate myself you know um and that is that is one of the things that i'm you know well I would say my one, this is my last suggestion in terms of people. I, my anxiety peaked, I would say in 2018, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were dealing, my, my family was dealing with a bunch of stuff and I, I was just, I was anxious all the time to the point where I wasn't eating. If I was eating, I was throwing up. Um, I wasn't sleeping. Um, if I would sleep, I would have nightmares that I, I just couldn't sleep. If I was, I was scared to fall back asleep. And, um, I actually, I went to a Bible study in January, right after John had left. And I was sitting and talking to this woman about it. And she was like, have you really, you know, sat down and examined your life and like look to see what could be causing that anxiety? And I was like, I have no idea. And then, you know, we would sit and talk about things going on. And um, she was like, you know, have you thought about, you know, looking at the people in your life who maybe aren't supporting you like they should be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about because I'd been telling her different things that were going on in my life. Um, she was like, you know, those are toxic relationships and you really, really, really need to examine those. She's like, and even if it's people you're related to even if it's your family. And it was, it was crazy because I mean, I had people, uh, you know, from back home who were like, Oh no, that's against the Bible. Oh you know, boy. Being raised in Vandalia. Yeah. You, we were taught certain things. And then sure. I, I'm here at a new church and I mean, it's a Baptist church. They preach the same things, you know, most of the time, but then they'll, they'll be like, no, no, because God, you know, he tells you to cut out toxic relationships out of your life, things that don't please him. And sure. I'm going to say I'm cutting toxic people out of my life. I literally like I made the decision to block, you know, certain people on Facebook and things like that. And do, the next morning I woke up and I was I was a new person physically. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, it sounds crazy, but no, like I slept for a whole all. night. I had an appetite. It it was crazy. And then I was like, maybe, maybe it wasn't that. So I connected with these people again. And then it it was back immediately. I was sick. I wasn't eating. And it was, it was crazy. And you don't think like something so trivial could cause such physical problems, you know, you know, and, but it's so true though. It, It is so true though, because I think, I think, I think probably everyone has had, um, <clears throat> a friendship or, you know, or a more intimate relationship with someone that was just not good for their well-being, mentally, physically, all of it. Right. And, you know, so it makes sense that, you know, getting rid of the, the source of those issues would, uh, would alleviate that, those problems. Like I, um, I think that, 
I think that again, I, you know, I agree whether it's family, it doesn't matter if they're related to you or if, uh, or if they're just a friendship that you've had for a long time, if it's, if it's not, if it's not good for you, if it's not benefiting you, if, uh, they're not actually supportive of you, uh, and particularly if they, you know, kind of, if they sap your energy or, you know, or take away from your life in any way, then they got to go, you know, yeah. they, they just, they, they just, they got to go. And, and uh, that was a hard lesson to learn because you hear this all the time. You're like, cut out toxic people, cut out, but you can't just cut out toxic people. Like, like at the snap of the fingers. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's not that, it's not that easy. It's no. not, it took so much like mental power to just be like, I, I have to cut off from this relationship no matter how long I've had the relationship. Yep. And it, it was, a, it was really hard to do, but seriously, the second I did it, like it was like a physical weight yeah. was lifted off of my shoulders. And it's crazy how my mental problems were manifesting themselves as physical problems for me. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, sometimes not, sometimes it's like, there are people, you know, who you'll be around where they're not necessarily a terrible person. It's just that you guys bring out the worst in each other or, yeah. you know, so, sometimes not everybody is for everybody. You know? Exactly. And, and that's just, and that's just the way of it. There are some people who you just don't mesh well with that are going to negatively impact, you know, your mindset and your mental well being. that those are, those are just some people that you cannot, um, be close with, you know, and because yeah. like they, they might be great for yeah. somebody else yeah, and, and they might lift that other person up, but right. they're tearing you down then they don't need to be in your life. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, you know, because that's, that's the part that I, that I always struggled with. Right. Uh, the, the whole thing that, you know, well, this person's not a bad person. I feel, you know, I feel really bad about like getting, you know, about uh, kind of, you know, uh, kind of cutting them off. Like, I feel bad about that because they're not a bad person. They mean well, you know, but <laughs> you know, the fact is that, uh, you know, they're, intentions don't matter intentions you know don't matter all that much it's you know it's about it's about how it's about how that person makes you feel and if yeah. it's not good then you know they gotta they gotta go so um yeah and especially yeah. like with mental illness you have to be selfish about things yeah you because you are in charge of that nobody else yep. is you know controlling you on that yep and, and nobody else is going to, nobody else can take the steps to help you heal. You know, nobody, exactly. can, nobody can take the steps for you to help you manage it. And exactly. you have to do it yourself. And part of that is, you know, if this person negatively impacts you. You got to get rid of them. And, you know, or, or, and sometimes it's not a person too. Sometimes it is like a, you know, a certain responsibility or an activity or an obligation that you have that is just really, you know, draining that you just have to, you know, that you have to get rid of. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been there. So I got, you know, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, how you've uh, just gotten back into uh, going to church. And for me, um, I got, I got really burnt out. Like I, I suffered, uh, I suffered, you know, church burnout, like really bad. Um, because while I was going through all of this, I really felt like, 
Um, I really felt like my church community failed me. Um, I, d- I didn't feel, I, you know, I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel useful anymore because I was super involved. You know, I was, uh, I was there telling the doors were open and um, I was, you know, I was always, you know, involved in something going on there, whether it was choir or, or whatever the case may be helping out with helping out with whatever. And as soon as, as soon as things weren't going, you know, weren't going so well for me health wise, felt like, felt like I was just kind of dropped. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it felt like a real chore it felt like a real chore having to having to go and smile and pretend like everything is okay. And, um, when it, when it definitely wasn't. So eventually, so eventually I just stopped, um, you know, and so, and didn't go for, and didn't go for quite a few years, but, um, you know, here, uh, you know, in the last, in the last year or so, um, we started to go to, uh, another place in Greensboro where the faces are less familiar. And for some reason that helps. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, for some reason that, that does help. And, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that sometimes um, we can, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, you know, that can, that can take a toll, that can take a toll as well. And, you know, I think that's, that's, uh, that's one of, that's one of the traits that, uh, that I've always had that is, uh, is not good. You know, I tend to, I tend to, tend to put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, you know, no matter, no matter what it is, I kind of like say, you know, if this thing, if this thing doesn't work out, you know, it's my fault. And, um, you know, so I would definitely, definitely say that that is. That is I find myself doing that all the time. Yeah. Like I hold myself to a standard that I sure. hold my husband to. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's he like, doesn't even hold me to this standard. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Victoria doesn't either. Like, I'll, like, uh, Victoria's having a bad day. You know, I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, take it. Uh, hey, you, you know, you take it easy. You know, you just do what you need to do. And she does the same for me. But when I'm going through it, I'm like, no, I have got to, you know, no, I've got to stick this yeah. up, you know. Like, I'm still going <laughs> to clean the entire house, and yeah. I'm going to complain the entire time I do it, and you're yeah. just going to have to deal with it. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. why? Why do I do that to myself? He is literally offering to do all of this for me so I can just sit down. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's... It's, yeah, I definitely, I still have, still have my moments, and I yeah. wouldn't say I'm completely over. Uh, like, I still have days, and and I love that I'm self-aware now, because I'll look at my husband, and I'm like, I'm in a mood. I was like, I can feel it. I was like, I've got really bad anxiety about something. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I need extra love today. And he's like, okay. I got He's you. like, let me know when you, you know, you figure it out. Or if you want to talk about it, he's like, just let me know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And then yeah. I never talk about it because it eventually goes away. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and sometimes it's enough. Sometimes it's enough just to know that there's somebody there that's willing to, uh, that's, w- that's willing to hear it, you know, yeah. like, if you wanted to. Like sometimes just being able to cling to the fact that there is just one person in that moment that, you know, for sure cares, you know, yeah. and, and is willing to, and is willing to help in any way they can. Like that is, uh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. But, um, but yeah, so, um, 
yeah, I think, uh, I, like I said, I really do appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, talking with me about about all of this. I am uh, I am going to I'm going to go in and kind of like uh, put these two put these two segments together, and I'll like you know I'll 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 do so I'll do a little bit of editing and whatnot, and then I'll uh, and then I'll send it over to you. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I was this was really exciting. It was a it was nice to get it off my chest and yeah. Had, different point of view yeah absolutely and i and i really appreciate you being on yeah so by the way you have a fantastic uh you have a fantastic radio voice uh you know like podcast voice, radio voice <laughs> and it, it, you sound really great so um, well, thank you yeah <laughs> you do so you, you're welcome back anytime <laughs> um but anyway i uh i really i really do appreciate it and um I'm just going to, like I said, I'll, I'll edit, I'll do some edits and I'll, uh, I'll send everything over to you. And, you know, if there's anything, I don't know if there's anything that you want to leave out or not, but you know, any, if you're comfortable, if you're comfortable with it as is, then that's fine too. So, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I said anything that I'm not okay with. Okay, cool. I just, I just like to check because I, this is my first time having, it's so my first time having someone on, so <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't want to do anything that you know anybody's uncomfortable with. So, um, but anyway, I really appreciate your time, Lindsay. Thank you so much. All right. All right. You have a good day. Okay. All right. You too. All right, bye. Bye. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone for listening to this episode and uh, for working with us through our audio difficulties here. Um, This was actually my first interview uh, for the podcast, and we had uh, dogs barking and maintenance guys and all sorts of things. But anyway, I want to say a big thank you to everybody for uh, listening uh, to the episode and uh, to Lindsay for coming on to the podcast. Um, I really appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for your support.